the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Milanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, Biblical Citizens. How does the Democratic platform differ from the Republican? We believe Christians and all voters should really know the positions that the parties take, not just the people involved, but they should know how these positions are going to affect their lives if they get implemented. Last week, we talked to Kristen Gaspar, County Supervisor for San Diego. We learned about some of her positions a believing Christian versus her opponent, her from who is from the left. Kristen is for opening up the schools and businesses based on really low COVID numbers. She is for keeping taxes down instead of spending billions more on public transportation. And Kristen supports the police while her opponent wants to defund the police. A very bad idea. These opposing positions are only some examples of how the Democrat positions differ from the Republicans. This upcoming election is crucial because we are not just voting for certain personalities, such as Trump versus Biden, but we are voting for radically different philosophies of government, which will even affect our form of government, our economic system, our morals as a nation, and so much more. So Brian and I have been studying the published platforms of the two parties as posted on biblicalvoter.com, and you can go and read it yourself as well if you want to do that, and I encourage you to. But the platforms reflect the different religious assumptions or worldviews of those who subscribe to them. We're going to touch on, Brian and I today, uh, some, some major topics where the Republican and Democratic platforms radically differ. Human nature and the role of government stemming from that belief, forced unionism versus the right to work, government monopolies versus choice in health care and education, differing attitudes towards violence and supporting the police, and the family as the basis of society. Let's start with human nature. That's something that really is often not talked about when you're talking about politics. And we have to admit, we got a lot of these ideas or were reminded of these ideas by Charlie Kirk, who's a phenomenal leader for Turning Point USA, an organization that influences high school and college students. Charlie reminded us that progressives believe that man is basically good, 
Man does not need to change. It's the system that needs correction. Hence the need, if we don't like things, to tear down the system. Yes, and we see that happening. Uh, That belief is being acted out. When I was reading the Democratic platform, I could recognize that they think that way. They think that if we only get the right institutions, the right laws, the government agencies and enforcement mechanisms and the right people, and we have the right policies, we could end poverty. We could end all domestic violence, gun violence. We could solve inequities. We could stop all racism and discrimination. It sounds like to me that they think they can eliminate all injustice and even all evil without really doing anything to change human nature. Well, they stated in their platform they think it is possible to end sexual assault, domestic violence, gun violence. They say we are committed to ending poverty, discrimination, and injustice. And how do they propose, seriously, how do they propose to do that without either changing human nature or what exactly? Well, they that's just it. They apparently don't believe, and it's reflected in their platform, in sinful nature. You know, man is sinful. We know that. They don't believe in original sin, though. They think the problem is external, and the answer to the problem is more laws, more regulations. Uh, the government must provide more and more of people's needs. But the problem is, when we know this, the bigger government gets, the less accountable to the people it is, and the more corruption is inevitable. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I do agree. I'm reminded of the uh, something that I was taught when I was young. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I don't think that's ever more true than right now. I would say the conservative view of politics reflects not only more of a biblical worldview, but it also reflects more of a historical knowledge. In biblical terms, man's a fallen creature, and we're going to battle with evil until Christ comes again. We cannot completely eliminate poverty, violence, or solve all iniquities through social engineering. And I think the important thing is when we try to do that, We actually don't make things better. We actually make things worse. And history shows that. Our founding fathers knew it. And a Christian worldview is reflected in our own Constitution. We as Christians believe that God is higher than government, that checks and balances are needed, and that people must take responsibility for their own actions. Government does not have an unlimited role. The family, the church, the marketplace, voluntary associations— These are all bedrock institutions, and the role of government is to protect our God-given rights, not to solve every problem. And if you read the platform of the Democratic Party 2020, there is a government program for almost every problem imaginable. It's a 92-page document, and it says they want to increase funding for virtually every government agency. It starts out with COVID-19, which I can understand starting with that. They want to set up a national surveillance program, and they want to hire, quote, a minimum of 100,000 contact tracers. Now, this is despite the fact that if we look at the data, the death rates and hospitalizations are down. Thank thank goodness, finally. We talked about the H.R. 6666 contact tracing bill. That's before the House of Representatives. Uh, We talked about that on our show recently. And I got to tell you, if people vote in the Democrats across the board, we're going to see more surveillance of our every move. 
Yes, and Joe Biden is proposing a national mandate for mask wearing as well. But it doesn't make sense to me at all that he's proposing this in the campaign now because presumably, you know, hypothetically, if he were to become president, that wouldn't be until January. So how does he know that we're going to need mask wearing well into next year and beyond uh, if it's based on the data then how does how can he project so far ahead? And by the way, mask wearing is very controversial. A lot of experts, such as Judy Mikovits, who we interviewed, think that it doesn't do anything. It only impairs your breathing. Back to the Democratic platform. We can see that they want increased funding for many other government entities. Still within the healthcare arena, they want big increases for CDC, which I think shows has been shown has proved very unreliable the cdc through this whole covid problem has issued contradictory guidelines wear masks don't wear masks Uh, the tests admitting their own tests are highly inaccurate admitting their numbers are off we just learned more about that within the last week they also want us to rejoin the who which has been shown to be heavily influenced unfortunately by the chinese communist party The Democrats also want significantly more funding for all the local health departments. Now, this may sound good on the surface, but think about it. Who's been telling us locally in San Diego things like no surfing, no standing or sitting on the beaches, no singing in church, and literally no meeting together in your own homes until probably the middle of 2021? And this is from our own San Diego County medical officer. Many of these mandates have not been based on sound science, and yet so many people are scared to death at this point. The Democrats have an agenda making vaccines mandatory as well. They state in their platform that they want to make vaccines free for all, and this does not sound like it will be mandatory. However, it means the government will be spending billions of dollars on it. And we already know that in 2017, the Democrats in the California legislature passed mandatory vaccinations for children in school, despite 5,000 people protesting against it at the state capitol. And last month, Democrats in the Virginia legislature proposed mandatory COVID-19 vaccines. The Republicans in Virginia are fighting instead for informed consent and voluntary medical treatments. Shouldn't vaccines be subject to the same principle as all other medical treatments, informed consent. And the Republicans want people to be aware that many vaccines contain aborted fetal tissue obtained from abortionists like Planned Parenthood. We're going to be doing more of a a discussion on this in a couple of weeks. But this is highly problematic. It's a scandal that this is being done. We as Christians should speak out against it. Let's talk now about the economic issues in the Democratic platform. The Democrats want to raise taxes to build high-speed rails. Now, we already have the example of Amtrak, which loses money every year, and except for a couple of cities, it's typically not highly utilized. They also want the government to build 500,000 charging stations for electric vehicles because they believe, quote, in the impending doom of climate change. And this is all when we have massive unemployment because of COVID. So we want to raise taxes some more. They want more money for National Endowment for the Arts, for PBS, for vastly more public housing. 
They want a $15 minimum wage in all 50 states. In many places, this would cause increased unemployment, and that's been shown by research. An extension of the coercive philosophy is a big difference between the Democratic and Republican platforms on the issue of forced unionism. And by that, I mean laws that compel workers to pay large amounts of money and dues, sometimes thousands of dollars a year, to union leaders in order just to have a job. Republicans have been working to eliminate laws that say workers must pay union dues, whether they wish to or not. Union dues go to pay the million-dollar salaries of union leaders and also to fund Democratic candidates with, with whom many workers disagree. The teachers' union collects hundreds of millions of dollars a year from Christian teachers who do not agree with Democrat ideas. Shockingly, the teachers' union is one of the radical groups demanding the defunding of the police. The, the Republican platform supports the right to work and has passed such laws in many states, and Senator Rand Paul wants to pass the national right-to-work law, which is supported by 80% of the American people. Let's look at health care. The Democrats want to have total government health care, which used to be called socialized medicine. We already basically have socialized education, at least for the 90% of children that go to public schools. And monopolies, education is currently almost a monopoly, and they want to apply a monopoly to our health care. Now, one of the bad things of many things about monopolies is we have no alternative. If we don't like the health care we're getting under a socialized system, there's nowhere else to go. So after the break, we're going to talk more about the Democratic versus Republican platforms on such issues as violence and moral and family values. So we'll be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. God loves San Diego. This is K-Praise, a service of Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We're talking about the differences between the Democratic and Republican national platforms. Let's talk now about differing attitudes towards violence. This seems pretty urgent seeing what's happening in our cities right now. Christians believe in the Ten Commandments and God's unchanging word. They believe it profits a man nothing to gain the whole world if one forfeits one's soul, as Jesus said. I think it's important when we're looking at what is espoused by progressives that we understand that many of these beliefs come from a fundamental work or fundamental book that was written by Saul Alinsky. It's called Rules for Radicals. We've both read this book. Saul Alinsky was a mentor to many leading modern Democrats, and it espouses the philosophy that the end justifies the means, and you can use any means necessary to achieve social justice. Now, unfortunately, this sounds a lot like what the communist or Marxist belief is, and communist regimes were responsible for the deaths of about 100 million people in the 20th century. We must never forget that. And another characteristic of, of Marxist regimes is utopianism, the belief that government can solve virtually every human problem just given enough power. And this is what I was talking about earlier when we don't even have to be Christians. We can just be 
students of history to look at, well, there's at least 24 countries from the Soviet Union to most recently Venezuela that have tried this approach, and they've universally ended in totalitarianism, murder of political enemies, censorship, gulags, persecution of Christians, and ultimately also economic collapse. And yet this utopian thinking keeps rising up, doesn't it? Yes, and it's a good question as to why. Uh, It seems to be that it's really a temptation to think that we can build a man-made utopia, uh, you know, something that will meet everyone's needs. And, you know, we've, we've, we've been talking about this, Brian and I, haven't we, that this keeps rising up. And, you know, we thought maybe it would subside after Reagan won the Cold War or, you know, called off the Cold War. Uh, we ended that, but it has not gone away. No, it's more alive than ever in our universities, our schools, and many of our government agencies. Now, I realize there's many that do not connect the Democratic Party with this attitude, and we have many good people in our country, of course, that have been lifelong Democrats. But the Democratic Party of 2020 is just not alike to even the party of four and eight years ago, much less 20 years ago. Let's go back to the issue of violence, for example. Look at the Democratic governor of our own state, Gavin Newsom, Look at the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, Mayor de Blasio of New York, and look at what they're doing or not doing during all these riots and violence. Until the last week, none of them condemned the violence that's going on in our cities. What we heard is it's not a violent crime. Destroying property is not violence. At the same time, thousands of buildings have been destroyed. Many innocent victims have been injured, and yes, a number, including policemen, have been killed. President Trump's offered help from the federal level, and generally his help has been refused. So, I don't know, I think one can only conclude that progressives see this destruction as a result of this belief that the end justifies the the means. Now, we do know that Marxists, will not condemn violence if they think it furthers social justice or the revolution. Also, Democrats claim that black lives matter, and we totally agree with that. Black lives, of course, matter. But, you know, many of the businesses and homes destroyed by what I call BLM Inc., because it really is, and Antifa, many of these belong to blacks and other minorities. So the Democratic platform claims to champion minority rights, But the actions do not seem to match the words. And going back to the Republican platform, it states clearly that they believe in limited government and that they want to protect God-given rights as spelled out in the Constitution and including the right to life and property rights. We as Christians believe that all lives matter and property rights matter. It grieves us to see the violence that's happening. We hate to see innocent victims hurt no matter who they are. And we want to do anything we can to stop it. We've seen Christians go into Seattle, for instance, to pray for and try to help the victims there. And we've seen that recently in Kenosha, Wisconsin and other places uh, where they go and try to pray and help and do what they can and cry out to God to end this needless suffering. But those who are charged with with maintaining the peace and order the Democratic governors and mayors in these cities, 
have done nothing meaningful to stop the violence. They've just uh, instead proposed to defund the police or they've blamed President Trump. This is shocking, and we've never seen this in our lifetime. Progressivism disagrees or contradicts biblical principles in many other areas as well. For example, private property. The Bible assumes the existence of private property and issues commands to respect it. You shall not steal is really meaningless without private property. And the Bible honors work and teaches that individuals are responsible to support themselves. 2 Thessalonians 3.10, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. And what about the redistribution of wealth mandated by progressivism? Go to Matthew 25 and read about the parable of the talents. There's no way to reconcile progressivism with this concept of stewardship. Right, and so we can't talk about equal outcomes. There's no way that there's going to be equal outcomes. As they talk about in the Democratic uh, platform, we believe in equal opportunity and each person being responsible for their stewardship. So finally, we should talk about family and specifically moral and social issues. And, you know, we doesn't mean we can't make progress in many areas that the Democrats talk about, but let's talk about family and <clears throat> the more obvious issues for Christians. We but, as Christians, right, believe in the sanctity of life. We believe in marriage between one man and one woman. Not always a popular idea these days, but it's certainly biblical. Marriage, family, and children are sacred gifts from God and should be cherished. The family is the bedrock institution of society. But in reality, fatherlessness has become rampant. And so much that goes along with that, fatherlessness is so directly related to a lot of our homelessness, crime, drug abuse, poverty. Don't believe me. Look at the research. And you look at the platform, and it seems like the Democrats' biggest priority is to ensure a woman's right to abortion on demand and for the government to pay for it. And they also want to enact what they call the Equality Act, which many are saying is the greatest single threat to religious freedom in America. If enacted, religious institutions would either have to abandon their view of human relationships or bankrupt themselves defending their right to worship and freedom. And this is according to the Liberty Council and others. Haven't we seen enough government interference with worship in this COVID episode? The Republican platform is pro-life, pro-family, and pro-traditional marriage. President Trump, despite maybe some personal failings in his past, he has proven to be the most pro-life president in modern history. He even spoke at the 100,000-strong rally for life put on every year in front of the White House, which the corporate press always refuses to cover, by the way. He defends the taxpayers from having to fund abortions. He ha- He's appointed hundreds of constitutional judges that will uphold family and constitutional values. The Republicans oppose the so-called Equality Act, and Republicans believe that we must teach our young people the value of human life, traditional marriage, and the joys of family. So let's just summarize. We as Christians need to look very carefully at the platforms and the programs of the party we vote for, and not just look at personalities, which takes up so much of our conversation, and how it affects us. For example, 
Do we want to continue COVID restrictions indefinitely? Do we want 100,000 contact tracers following people around? Enforce vaccines as the Democrats are proposing? Or do we want to open up the economy, have medical freedom, informed consent, and voluntary treatments, as the Republicans say? Do we really want to repeal all the right-to-work laws? Or do we want the right to work and to, to keep the money that we would go to forces or to uh, positions that we do not agree with? Do we want a government monopoly of our health care and more of a government monopoly than already exi- exists in education? Or do we want choice in, in education and in health care? We want choices. Do we refuse to condemn violence and destruction in our major cities? Or do we believe in law and order, in property rights, and the condemnation of violence? Do we want to defund the police, or do we want to support our police? Do we want our dollars to pay for abortion on demand, or are we pro-life and pro-marriage? Do we want the Democrats to enact the Equality Act, which has been called by many an attack on the freedom of religion, or do we want to uphold our freedom to worship, even though it continues to be attacked? So in closing, when we compare the two platforms, there's major differences. And to bless your neighbor this week, ask someone you know who plans to vote Democratic or is undecided if they know what the platforms of the parties are, especially if they're Christian. Have they considered if their political positions line up with biblical principles and with with history? So thanks so much for being with us this week. Next week, we're going to interview Congressman Daryl Issa, who's in a very competitive race. And we hope to meet with you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen Let's Roll on K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.